this is Brittany Estep. And I'm Chip Richter. And you're listening to the Roots and Wings podcast. A conversation about faith, family, and parenting. We're glad you're listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing today, Dad? I'm doing good. How are you doing today, Britt? I, I am doing well. I'm doing really well. It's close to the end of a week. And I'm really excited for a weekend. <laughs> yeah, you guys have a special weekend planned. Yeah, it's fall break here on campus, so because of that, I get a little bit of a fall break, and Jeff and I just get away, get to get away together, which is very um, unique in this chaos of life. But I'm excited about it. Definitely, so definitely be- a needed thing, and um, that and that's that should be a future episode about um, the the uh, most important part of parenting is date night. <laughs> for mm-hmm. parents to get away and and get and just reconnect and and you know for any marriage whether you have whether you have six kids or no kids I think you need time to go away and just to reconnect and you know even if it's just mm-hmm. just a, just an evening out or an overnighter or a weekend if you can get it for sure we that's for sure good well I'm I'm yes. I'm cheering y'all on and rooting for your weekend away so. Thanks. We're excited. It'll be good. It'll be good to let my dog out without running into 500 students. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's been good. That's awesome. Well, um, today's today's topic, and I'll just kind of I'm just going to go ahead and jump in and introduce it. Um, This is one that um, was kind of inspired by I was watching uh, Monday Night Football this week, and I got to see. And if you're a football fan out there, maybe you're watching it too. I got to see Drew Brees. break the record all-time passing record yeah. of an NFL quarterback so it was a big deal very cool yeah big deal and they and he actually did it before the halftime and and this is what this is what I saw that kind of prompted this or inspired this episode he broke the record and the camera crew was down the field and his family was there he has four kids he and his wife they have three boys and a little girl and his wife and the and the kids are on the sideline and so he, you know broke the record with a touchdown pass it was it was bedlam. It was cool. It was great. The whole stadium was celebrating. They were playing at home, which was great for the Saints fans and all that. But he ran over to his family and, you know, gave them all hugs and kisses. And he and he, his three sons were standing down there. And I was able to find a, a video clip of this, of this thing actually taking place. So go check it out on the website. Uh, it's good to see. But he bent down to the boys and he said, I love you guys so much. I'm reading this. I love you guys so much. You can accomplish anything in life if you're willing to work for it. And I just thought that was a cool moment. I thought, here it is, this guy, the pinnacle of his career, his family's there, and he had the presence of mind as a dad to, to speak something like that to his sons mm-hmm. in that, you know, probably super, um, you know, rarefied moment, you know, just in mm-hmm. every way. And, you know, yeah. and all of us got to hear it. So, and, I, and my takeaway from that was, one, just what a great accomplishment for him and just in his career as a, as a professional athlete. But then the opportunity for his children to see that and be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And then for him to, to use that moment to speak to his sons, to encourage them with this idea of you can accomplish, boys, you can accomplish anything in life if, if you're willing to work for it. Mm-hmm. And... I thought, what well, what was he doing there? He was parenting, and he was trying to model and teach his sons a good work ethic, and I just thought that was really cool and much needed. And I think as parents, you know, mm-hmm. 
we talk a lot about, you know, our, our Roots and Wings podcast is all about passing your faith on to your kids and, and all that goes with that. And that's a lot of what we talk about. But this is part of that, too. I mean, idea that we, I mean, we all want our kids to be productive. We want them to be, you know, inspired and motivated and go off and accomplish great things, you know. And that's certainly what we all want as parents for our children. But, but that's only going to happen if they understand that they have to work for those things. And, and creating and establishing and modeling a good work ethic for your kids is just so important. And mm-hmm. so... I, I really like how he um, said you can set your, you know, what did he say? You can, you can accomplish anything in life, um, anything in life. And then it wasn't like period. It was like, you can accomplish anything in life, comma, if you work for it. And I think that that um, is such a good reminder for us all too. you know, I, I just, it's funny because I have been wrestling through this actually um, just personally in the last couple of weeks, like I seem to like be at this new stage of life where I, I want to be intentional about bettering myself and focusing on um, how to keep growing as an individual, whether it's spiritually, physically, um, socially and awareness or whatever. Uh, and so I set, I tend to sit down on a Sunday and I kind of map out these awesome plans for the week mm-hmm. and it's great. It's not, it's good. And I, and I have great plans and then I just, <laughs> don't follow through with any of them. Um, and I think part of that is what he's saying here. You you can accomplish anything if you work for it. So like I can sit down there and map out the best intentions, but if I don't get myself out of bed to work for work towards those intentions, mm-hmm. then all of that time right. of planning and, and hopes and dreams are, are not for much. And so I really like um, that reminder even for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, an interesting thing about this too is, um, you know, I, we had, I had a, a, we put a questionnaire out when we first started the preparing for the podcast, asking parents some topics and different things that they wanted to, they would like, you know, to talk about or hear talked about one of the, and I remember one of the comments that a parent sent in was to me, she emailed and said, how do you teach your kids not to be entitled, you know, not to feel entitled, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. this idea of entitlement. And that's sort of a kind of a, a knock against the, you know, this millennial generation or maybe the one just coming up right behind them just this idea that we just see this mentality among ch- among young kids teenagers and you're you're right there with, with college students and so you might see some of this mm-hmm. but just the idea that you know things should just be given to me and uh, I don't know if it's I don't know how how much it permeates our uh, that generation I'm not sure but this mom was obviously concerned about not letting her kids be entitled. Now, here's the thing about that. I mean, you think about Drew Brees, professional athlete, you know, doing pretty well for himself. Probably has plenty of money, plenty of resources. He and his wife, they could give their probably. they could give their kids pretty much anything their kids wanted. You know, I mean, they've got the means to do that. Not everybody does, but so if you are if you're a family and you're doing pretty well and you've got you've got the resources and it's certainly in our in our hearts as parents to give our kids what, whatever they want. You know. I mean, we really want to. That's our heart to do it. And and yet, something in the back of our minds is telling us, something is saying to us, maybe it's the Holy Spirit just saying, look, you need to not only provide for your children and give them everything you want, it's your heart's desire to do it, yes, but you also need to teach them how to, you know, work for what they, what they need to, to create that mm-hmm. situation. So creating that balance is what we kind of were talking about. Um, 
And so I think that's just what he was doing. I think Drew, Drew Brees was taking this really great moment, to, and he's modeling it. He's not only just telling his kids, but he's also saying, look, guys, this is what happens when you really work hard. And, and his, I'm, I'm assuming his family have, have seen their dad go to work every day and work hard for what he's achieved. Another kind of famous and very public family that I think does this really well is um, Chip and Joanna Gaines of the the HGTV show that was on a while back, Fixer Upper. Mm-hmm. Um, I you, I know you like that show t- too, and I I watched mm-hmm. it too, and maybe other our listeners have too. But you see them, you see them bringing their kids to work with them and showing them mm-hmm. how to do things and teaching them about business and about you know about just about the the world that they live in. And I just mm-hmm. kind of get the feeling that they're not gonna they're gonna they're they're kind of modeling for their kids' work ethic, but they're also including them in it and they're also maybe even challenging them to if mm-hmm. you want to do this well you that's a great goal it's a great mm-hmm. aspiration but you you have to work for it and I'll mm-hmm. and I'll help mm-hmm. you and I'll guide you and 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 I'll give you advice and maybe give you some uh, you know something some resources to start with but you are, are the one that has to run with it and that's what that's what good parenting mm-hmm. is I think um, mm-hmm. and good. I think those are two examples that are very public Mm -hmm. that I kind of like. Yeah. And I feel like there's a flip side to that too. You know, we talk about modeling good work ethic. Um, and then there's like the flip, like I know I have worked in environments where like a work, like there's more of a workaholic work ethic than like Mm. a balanced work ethic. And that's been a hard thing. Like for most of my professional life, I feel like I'm probably like, and I think that's also a society culture thing to like, just clock in as many hours as you can in some ways. And I think that I understand that there's times where that's needed, but I also feel like I've been wrestling through what does work, what does a work-life balance mean? And like not feeling guilty when I'm not working, um, still accomplishing things. Why? And, you know, I just feel like that's, that's something to be modeled, to be thought, to think through as you model work ethic. Like, yes, absolutely and still good work ethic show what good work can do but then also um maybe think about showing what work-life balance looks like too and why that's important that's very good and that's a really good point and and it brings us right back to something that i know we've said many times on this podcast is as parents you know not just in this on this topic but on every topic in life we our children learn from us first Mm-hmm. And and sometimes they learn from us even when we don't know they're learning. So they're watching us, they're they're observing, and they're they're gonna go down the path that they've seen us go on. I mean, we're leading them. And so, yeah, if you want your kids to have a good work ethic, a good balanced work ethic, maybe that's how we could maybe phrase that, not just a good work ethic, but a good balanced mm-hmm. work work like ethic, that. meaning you're not, you know, going overboard, but you're also working enough. So I think we have to check where we're at and see how we're doing, <laughs> you know, so that is good. That's a good encouragement um, for all of us to, to have that. Um, so, Britt, um, you, you guys grew up kind of, we had a, a unique situation, you know, in terms of I, work, I worked from home and you saw your, both your parents working and um, mm-hmm. what do you think, was there some benefit for you um kind of being living kind of with our our work kind of all around us i mean you got to see a lot of it 
happening real time. You got to see, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't go off to work and then come home every day like a lot of a lot of people mm-hmm. do. Um, I'm just curious. I'm yeah. just curious about that. Would you say that there was some benefit from being kind of knowing what your parents did and kind of seeing it happen? Uh, I, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think it was fun. Um, it was, I remember going to mom's office every now and then, and I always liked that. It had this weird smell that I still think of. Like, I can like, still wait, picture wait, that wait, smell. We should, you should preface that by saying what oh. your mom does. I mean, it sounds weird to yeah, say, she... I'm going to go into mom's office and it had a weird smell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Okay. Um, yes, my mom works with animals, so she's a veterinarian um, technician, and it and it wasn't a bad smell. It was like a clean chemical Hospital smell, smell, you know, like... Medical yeah. smell. And yeah, I remember uh, I always have liked animals too. And there was a time I thought I wanted to be a vet until I realized you had to like, you don't just pet animals when you're a vet. <laughs> and right. then I was like, oh, just kidding. So it, that was fun to see what she did. And obviously we've all, we got to see what you do. I think some of the, the biggest benefits of that was um, maybe what you instilled in me. I remember having conversations with you about finding things that you love to do and and figuring out how to make money doing them. <laughs> yeah, um, right. Or right. just go, just like, I, I remember you clearly saying like, do what you love to do. So every day when you wake up and go to work, it doesn't feel like work. You just, yeah. you just enjoy it. And there have been seasons where I've been able to do that and seasons where I right. haven't as much for the most part though. I think when I look back at Jeff and I's life, the last couple years, five years or so that we've been graduated, we, we could have done a lot more things to make a lot more money. Um, but we operate in this place of belief. And I just feel like we did what we felt like we were supposed to do, but also what we really were passionate about. And I think it's been really rich and full for us in ways that I could never measure in a bank account. Mm -hmm. And I, a lot of that comes back to just remembering having those conversations with you and then watching you do what you love to do and what lights you up. And um, it was even hard sometimes to watch you come home from Lakeside because you were able to do all of that so much in the summer. And you could just tell that like that first couple weeks when you had to come home and you weren't doing it as um, frequently, it was always just an adjustment for you. And I even saw that as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I had a lot, a lot of thoughts as, as you were talking it run through my head there, but I, I'm glad that I'm glad for that. I do remember telling you guys that. And I mean, some, t- I think there are some parents who, and I could say I, I had that in my heart a little bit or this in my heart a little bit, wanting your kids to just be okay. So you want them to make as much money as they possibly can and have a, you know, a really secure job with benefits and a retirement plan and all those things. Um, you know, and I could feel that too, but I also understood or know how, I don't know how much richer life is, not so much in a monetary way, but just fuller, richer, more vibrant life is when you're pursuing the thing that you feel like you were made to do and that you mm-hmm. use your words, that the thing that lights you up and doing that, being having the, the, the opportunity to do that and to make a living at it, even if it's not a six figure living, you know, but a modest living, I kind of feel like the trade off you know, because you're definitely giving up some things there, been mostly material things and some, you know, and some security too, for sure. But there's a trade-off there, but I feel like the trade-off is worth it. At least I do. Mm-hmm. And obviously I, mm-hmm. I modeled that for you kids and even encouraged you with that thought too. And um, I think, you know, 
pretty much all three of you have pursued that to some extent. And I mean, and a lot of that has to do mm-hmm. with, you know, for the girl, for you girls, the guys you married, you know, and just where they're coming from too. And, but I, I do feel good about all of you. I feel, I feel you are going to be fine and you are going to be secure because, you know, ultimately, you know, as a parent, I'm praying and asking God to cover you and direct your steps and lead you. And I continue to pray for you, mom and your mom and I do. So as parents, you know, we're, we're trusting, you know, our kids, you know, in, into the Lord's hands, but we want to give them mm-hmm. as much input, good advice, um, model good, you know, mm-hmm. good, good things that help them too. Yeah. And, and I can, I can also see the flip side to that too. Like, I think that's part of just, I think maybe having conversations with your kids about work ethic in general and having an open-ended conversation Mm -hmm. about that because there are, I also believe there are seasons where sometimes you just got to suck it up and get a job. Yeah. Oh yeah. And (laughs) And I have too. And I've done that. You know, I I did lots of things, not just music. I mean, you watched me do construction work. Yes. And and that was partly what I was going to say. Like I've watched you in order to do what you love to do. I've watched you fill in the gaps to do other things that you maybe didn't necessarily love to do, but knew that you needed to because it was part of your responsibility. And, um, yeah, I just think that that's part of the, those conversations too. Right. Um, so not, so we're not saying like ignore all responsibility. Um, we're not necessarily saying that. I think that's the part of just having that open conversation about work ethic and, um, you know, and and modeling it in a way that you see fit and appropriate. But then just keep just keep having those awesome conversations right. um, with your kids as they develop and grow and. Um, just give them as many opportunities as you can to find a thing that really lights them up. And I just think that's, that's my encouragement to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that can, is a great, and another podcast topic that I think we could even dive deeper into as well, helping your kids discover passion, their passion, which is awesome. Um, but I, I do think you're right. That goes hand in hand with discovering work ethic too, and purposeful work ethic maybe. So I think that's great. And and there are, what are some like tangible ways that you feel like families and parents can help start establishing some good work ethic other than just modeling it, you know, that's important, but what are some things that you feel like you could um, mm-hmm. do within your family as your kids grow up to help um, teach some of that work ethic? I think when they're younger, I, you know, especially when they're little, I mean, include them in some of the little chores that you're doing, you know, give them opportunity to help be helpers. I think kids love to help. For them, it's a game in the beginning. And then eventually, they're going to not want to help so much. And that's when it becomes work. And that's when you kind of say, okay, you know, there's some trade-offs for some of the things. And we, you know, maybe some families do allowances where they give their kids, you know, an allowance. Other kids, other families just say, look, we're a family. We all work together to make things happen. This is what dad's doing. This is what mom's doing. This is what you guys are doing. So you give your kids opportunities to be part of the family, be part of the collective. And and establishing some work. I think as kids get older and there's things that they really want, you know, like a new bike or a new video game or a new toy or some, you know, some kind of thing that they really, really want and we could afford to buy it and we go, okay, I'll put that on the Christmas list. Maybe there's an opportunity to say, all right, you want that? Here's what we're going to do. This costs this much money. You work to raise this money and here's some work, here's some jobs you can do. And basically moms and dads are just setting it up, but they're giving their, their kids an opportunity to work towards something and for something. I remember when I was, when I was a teenager, I was, I think I was 15, 14, 15 years old. I wanted a motorcycle in the worst way. 
a motorcycle. I mean, I, I have friends that had motor had dirt bikes, and I just wanted. And I talked to my mom and dad about it. I talked to them about it, and and finally, my dad said, "Okay, you want to do this?" And and that's basically what he did. He said, he said, "You start saving your money." And I said, "But I don't have a job." He said, "I've got jobs for you." And he did, and he had, and he gave me jobs, and I, and and he said, and if you want to go get a part-time job, and I was playing sports, and I didn't have a lot of time after school, he said, but if you do, there's weekend work you can do. He gave me lots of opportunities to make money, and and then he matched what I made, and mm-hmm. and you know what, I bought a motorcycle. It took me, it took me months wow. to do it, and and I was really close. I, I mean, I was real, I was counting my money, and I was putting it in the bank. I, I had I knew what bike motorcycle I wanted to get. I mean I it was a real process and I I that was a great that was a great lesson for me and mm-hmm. my dad gave me that opportunity to do that. So I just think there's lots of ways to do it if you're if you're looking for it. You can start mm-hmm. when they're little kids and toddlers and then right through the mm-hmm. elementary years and the teen years. So mm-hmm. those are that's that's the big fu- thing. There's fun ways to do it too. Like I'll never forget the first time Austin and I made money and I was like, oh my gosh, that was fun. Although I didn't make as much money. Anyways, let me explain. Mm-hmm. We painted rocks one summer oh, yeah. and we like just spent all summer painting rocks together, which was really fun. And then we sold them Yeah. and we got, we got a good little bit of change. I will say my brother is super creative and artsy and all of his rocks sold. <laughs> and I think one of mine did, but he was nice enough to like, we split it down the middle, which was it. not, <laughs> it was not fair at all. But I remember yeah. being like, wow this is awesome wow i stink at art um but that was that was it was just fun to be able to make money with something like to be creative in that and to like be able to get a reward that way i think that's awesome yeah yeah and even as an adult i remember my first paycheck doing something that i'm like wait i get paid to do this (laughs) this is so much fun so well i think that's great and like like that just opportunities to be creative and to make money at it everybody's cut out to be in business for themselves but um I sure do like the opportunity or the, like the idea of giving kids opportunities to discover if they are or not to be in business. And mm-hmm. I, I love that. And I, I'm full of ideas, though. So I, I love that. And I'm inspired by other people's dreams. And I love cheering them on. So that's awesome. That's well, awesome. Well, Britt, um, I think we're just about out of time with this. But um, I love that we came up with probably two or three more episodes out of this one conversation. Yeah, We're, we're going to have to make true. some we notes did. here together before we before we yeah, hang we up. Should. But um let us know, you know, how the podcast is coming across for you. We're always looking for ideas for episodes and conversation starters and mm-hmm. topics. And, and we really need your input. So we're serious about that. So give us, you know, shoot some ideas at us, you know, and give us some ideas of things that you like to talk about or some topics that are on your mind, parenting things or, yeah. or just relationship things, family things. And um, we'd, we'd love to hear from you. So if they wanted mm-hmm. to get in touch with us, Britt, how do they do it? Yeah, you can uh, email us at Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y, at chiprichter.com or chip at chiprichter.com. And then you can also jump on Facebook and find us at Roots and Wings Podcast along with Instagram. Yeah, yeah, and so. in fact, all of those links and all of the links and email addresses to us and all that, everything is at our website, www.rootsandwingspodcast.com. Also, the uh, that video clip of Drew Brees talk to us boys up there too so mm-hmm. all right well thanks brit um yeah, for taking the time thanks, Dad. this was fun we'll look forward to talking to you guys next talking to you next week and talking with the listeners next yeah. week too thanks for listening everybody thanks everyone see you later